What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. Grunge is a good look for you. Did you have a rough day, Agent Fury? I'm going to need clarification on this space invasion. Scrolls are infiltrating your planet. They're shapeshifters. Okay, prove you're not a scroll. That's a photon blast. And? A scroll cannot do that. I'm just supposed to take your word for that. We are Kree. Strong. United. You have to let go of the past. I don't remember my past. Control it. All right, so we are here to discuss Captain Marvel. And I figured, since we are discussing Marvel's first female superhero, well, solo superhero movie, what better thing to do than bring on a very powerful and intelligent woman herself? Miss Tommy is in the building. What's going on? Hi there. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So because I know anyone listening to this probably knows me, um, before we start, I want you to talk a little bit about you and you said before we started recording this is your passion this is your thing uh, anyone who follows you knows that for sure so uh right. just tell us a little bit about you and like what, what's your favorite mcu movie uh my favorite all-time mc movie is definitely um captain america winter soldier it just doesn't get any better than that uh i think from captain america winter soldier then the next one would be definitely civil war then probably infinity war um but Winter Soldier is always going to hold a special place in my heart. It's just, it's a different type of movie. It's a different type of movie. The hand-to-hand combat, Bucky was not coming to play. He, <laughs> you know, Cap knew he had to give his everything if he was going to put Bucky down. So that's the best one. That's the best one. But yeah, for me, um, my Marvel love started back with, you know, the uh, X-Men way back in the day used to come on Fox after school special um not after school special but you know after school cartoons um and from there just branched out when they started doing the movies back in 2008 I was hooked from the beginning so yeah as you can see from I'm a (laughs) I see I see all things nerdy so (laughs) yeah I'm yeah, I think that uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite too. Hands down, Winter Soldier is my favorite. I think that from not only like a visual standpoint, I think it's one of the best like fight scenes and everything in a Marvel movie, but it also, I think, has the best story. And I know Infinity War, it's great. We'll see how Endgame ends. But I think if, if we're just doing just a solo story, just take it as what it is, it's the best one. Like Infinity War is great, um, especially because it takes threads from so many different movies, but you kind of have to see that those other movies to really know you can almost show anyone winter soldier and they'll enjoy that if they haven't seen any other Marvel movie. Yeah. 
usually when I'm introducing people, I start with Winter Soldier. I don't I don't go in chronological order. <laughs> I start with Winter Soldier. Watch Winter Soldier, then you'll be hooked, and then you can get all the other ones in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what's up. Um, so Captain Marvel, this is what we're here to review. Let's go ahead and get right into. It. I know you said you have takes. Where do you want to start? Well, um, I will say this: it was better than I expected, but my expectations were not that high to begin with. <laughs> Captain Marvel is not really one of my favorite characters. I didn't really follow her too much in the comics. Um, just, just whenever she was involved with some other character that I was into. So I wasn't really too geeked about the Captain Marvel movie other than I needed to see what role she was going to play in Endgame. But it was better than I expected. It really was. Um, they made some changes, which kept it interesting so i'm kind of i was I, I, i'm kind of glad that they made those changes because it kept me intrigued otherwise if i would already known how it was going to turn out then i would have been bored and i probably wouldn't have liked it um as much as i did um you know in the comic books the scrolls all the bad guys they changed that in the movie they made yeah. the scrolls the good guys um marvell is a guy <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. not a woman <laughs> They made that change, um, but I was also excited about some of the Easter eggs that they dropped in there. That's that I'm looking forward to see how that's going to play out in in future movies. Um, the possibility of Spectrum getting her own movie, which is um, Monica Rambo, Maria's daughter. She grows up to be Captain Marvel, and she's also Spectrum, Photon, a couple of other characters. So she might, hopefully, maybe end up in the Endgame movie as coming to help captain marvel as well that's going to be a new black superhero for us so i'm excited to see how those things turn out to be yeah yeah one of the things that Marvel's really getting great at doing is adapting um these characters origin stories to fit their narrative that they've built with the mcu and they they did that definitely with captain marvel they made a lot of changes but it makes sense to the world that they've built up until this point so um I think I think we're get we're getting to the point, you know how when the MCU started, everyone praised them so much for how close they stuck to on uh, the comic book lore. I yeah. think we're getting to a place now where they're going to start changing more and more of that. And it's kind of good because, like you said, for us who actually read the comics or know those stories from there, it's important that we go into something and get surprised as well, because the, the twist with the scrolls never, never would have. I have imagined something like that. And. If someone would have told me, if, if going into the movie, someone would have said the scrolls are actually going to be the good guys, I would have been pissed off by it. But I don't know right. if it was Ben Middleton's uh, acting or what it was, but it all kind of made sense. And when you go back and watch it the second time, he's been, he was goofy the whole time, even during the interrogation. when She was still knocked out. Like, if you listen to him, he's he wasn't menacing at all. He was very goofy even during then. So um, I, I, I like it. They keep people on their toes and they twist it. Kevin Feige said that, you know, it's still possible to do the scroll invasion and still probably evil scrolls out there. And I think that's important, too, for us. They they don't show any sign of slowing down. They're going to probably be doing these movies 15 years from now. So to add a depth to the scrolls early on to say, no, some of these people can be good people. It's going to make it that much more surprising, I think, for for ones who just watch the movies. If we do get a secret invasion or we do get an evil scroll or the super scroll it's going to be that's going to be a twist for them like it was a twist for us seeing the scrolls at the as the good guys 
Right. Exactly. I think, <clears throat> like you said, for the, you know, the comic book fans, fans of the, the, the cartoon series, we we go in already knowing what the story is going to be. We already know what we're going to expect. So it's really exciting when we see something that we weren't ready for. Um, but like you said, with Ben Mendelsohn, his 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 portrayal of the character, you already felt kind of on the soft side for him. You know, like he yeah. can't be the bad guy. I like this dude. <laughs> so yeah. when that twist, it's like, okay, I can dig it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's he he was he was great. The, the fact that I think ever since he was in Rogue One, like it's been like a whole new thing for his career. And I I, I love the actor. I hadn't I wasn't familiar with him at all before that role. So um, I'm glad to see he's getting more and more work. He's he's a great actor. Um, but we got to get into the next one. Um, we're going to talk about Sam Jackson kind of at the end. But what did you think about Brie Larson as Carol Danvers? Because how she's depicted in the... Oh, you mentioned the 90s X-Men cartoon. I know she only kind of popped up in there a couple times with Rogue Story. But that and a few comic book stories are all I was personally familiar with her. And like her being funny wasn't something I was prepared for at all. I was a little prepared for that. Um, I don't know if you watched the new Black Panther series and some of the new Avengers series. She's more a comedic relief in those series. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the portrayal that I expected. Um, Did I expect that from Brie Larson in particular? No, because, I mean, for me, the most things that I've seen her in, her acting's kind of flat. (laughs) I was like, I don't know about this one. I don't know. But she did pretty good. So, you know, she kept me entertained. Um, it was an improvement. I think the last thing that I really paid attention to her in was, um, what was the the King Kong movie? And she was in that with Sam Jackson, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. And with uh, and, and Tom Hiddleston. Loki. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think she did a good job. Uh, like I said, my expectations were low to begin with because I kind of hold her up there with the likes of like Kristen Stewart. And I'm just like, this is going to be all bad. Oh so <laughs> She's a terrible actress. Kristen Stewart exactly. is a terrible actress. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was glad that she did much better than I expected um, for her to be. So she did a good job. I'm excited to see how she mes- meshes with the rest of the the Avengers and in Endgame, see how that plays out. Yeah, we're we're gonna definitely get into that. Um, the next, I want to talk about Samuel Jackson next, and I want to make this point. I believe Marvel actually built a time machine, and they just went back in time and got Samuel Jackson like off off another movie set. Like he he kind of looked almost exactly like he did in that uh that Die Hard movie. I can't remember which one was he was in. Um, with vengeance yes they just went back in time and pulled him forward because there's no way like their their aging technology is just is creepy but um what did you think about seeing a different side to this character because it was yeah to see nick fury like kind of because he's he's really been stoic and he's joked right. a couple of times uh he was joking in agents of shield too but to see him like this was it was refreshing for me. Again, adding a new dynamic to a character we've seen now in MCU for like 10 years to add that whole new part of his character, I think was good. And it made use of them going back in time. Yeah. Nick Fury's kind of the only character we haven't gotten an origin story from. So it was nice to see 
how he was brought into knowing that there are otherworldly things out here, other powers that we have not seen before, to see the shock and surprise on his face, but also not to be not to be frightened off by it, but like, okay, this is something I can get into. I need to know a little bit more about what these otherworldly things are and what we're going to be fighting against. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I liked his um, <laughs> interactions with, with Goose, <laughs> yes. with the cat. Um, he was, you know, saw us a little softer side of Nick Fury and not this so serious gung-ho character that he has been in the other movies. So I really enjoyed it. But yeah, like you said, their aging technology is is far better than it was um, back in X-Men when they tried to age down um, Magneto and Professor Ooh, X. I remember that, yeah. It was so obvious then. This time I was like, did they really go get like a facelift for Sam? What's going on? He looked good. <laughs> and and the- was- technology there yeah, yeah like you said sorry they they slowly added like you can tell they've been building it out because we got it first um with michael douglas in the first ant-man in a brief scene mm-hmm. when he flashed back and then we got it again in there's another movie we got it oh we got it in more scenes in the second ant-man movie then they kind of mm-hmm. used it again with robert downey jr um in iron man 3 yeah, and Iron Man three, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, they did a lot of um, the de aging, but you know they've they've gotten real good. Yeah, and now the, they now they use the it for a full one. movie. That's crazy. And it's so funny because you could you could you couldn't really tell that it was you know computerized with Sam, but it was real obvious with Agent Coulson with the yeah. de aging. So I don't know, maybe it's that good old black don't crack. We. <laughs> <laughs> Look good anyway. <laughs> hey, I think I think Colson too. It's maybe it's weirder with Colson because, like, he hasn't aged much since he was in what the first Thor, whatever movie you pop. I think he was in the first Iron Man. He hasn't aged much in real life, but we never we don't have a reference point. I never saw his character in any movie before then. Like, so for them to de-age him is more obvious. Like, we saw Samuel L. Jackson look exactly like this in the '90s, so it's a, it's a little right. less jarring to the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. But you mentioned Goose. What did you think about Goose? The Goose is one of my favorite characters. I have to know what happens. He has to pop up in a, in a future movie at this point. Um. So I knew because I forgot what his character name was in the comic books, but Chewy. it was it wasn't Goose. Yes, Chewy, Chewy for Chewbacca. That's right. Um. So I knew there was something extra with the cat, and I didn't really want to let the cat out the bag so to speak for everybody else they went with me so i i think you know listening to the audience behind me most people probably weren't aware of that because that came as a big shock when he was the uh the flirkin i'm probably saying that wrong flirkin yeah yeah Yeah. so um i thought it was hilarious but I'm still thrown off. I'm I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch all the movies because the whole Tesseract timeline is just thrown off for me. Yes. Yes, you know, is. they have in the 40s and then we assumed that S.H.I.E.L.D. had it, but I guess they didn't because Dr. Lawson had it. So I'm thrown off with the Tesseract timeline um, after this one. So I have to probably go back and try to piece it together. It, yeah, and it's and that, it's a lot thrown off. So I don't I don't know how much you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that was, I definitely want to talk about kind of I think this is the first time that their continuity is getting kind of thrown off because. We assumed, and they showed, S.H.I.E.L.D. had the Tesseract 
in, like you said, the 40s. I believe Howard Stark found it. So we kind of just assumed it stayed in S.H.I.E.L.D. because he was part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, I don't know if they're going to use the fact that Hydra was secretly underneath S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole time. Maybe they had something to do with it. But the fact that Nick Fury is a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., he didn't even know what the Tesseract was. So, like, what happened there? And then another thing is that we see... Um, we well, we find out that Carol Danvers got a blood transfusion from a Jew Laws character, and that played a part. Like her blood was blue at that point; she got her powers from somewhere else, but her blood was blue now. Agent Coulson in Agents of Shield was brought back to life by using Kree blood, but his blood hasn't been blue. He doesn't have any powers, so that's another continuity issue. So it's just weird. They got to figure yeah. Out. They they probably forgot some of the things that they did. <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to correct them with time jumps and all of this. Um, I mean that takes you all back to the infinity infinity gauntlet situation being in um, in in Odin's vault. vault. Yeah, they they're doing little things here to correct little mistakes that they've made over time, um, but. They're, I think they're doing okay in correcting those mistakes, but it's just some things are like, okay, for us diehard fans, we dissect every little thing and yeah. <laughs> blow up their blogs and whatnot about it. So they're like, yeah, we know, but ignore that part. So same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, overall, I think I, I really enjoyed the movie. What did you think about, so we get to the final act. First of all, anyone who didn't think Jude Law was really the bad guy, I don't. I just don't think you guys were paying it. Even before the scroll twist, I knew something. I thought he was going to be a scroll. That's what I thought was going to happen. Um, That's what I. Yeah, but um, the the whole last scene with Carol Danvers really like taking off that chip she had on her neck and her powers really unleashing. It was just like it was a spectacle. She's definitely the most powerful. I, I still think Thor. Now that he has Stormbreaker, is probably up there close to her. But this was we've. This was the biggest spectacle we got to see a hero unleashing like she completely destroyed a whole army and i think it was it was great to see yeah even even before she you know came to realize her full powers she was a force to be reckoned with i mean she took down those other scrolls and the ship with ease i mean she was still on lockdown and she was kicking ass <laughs> so yeah. um i think once she came to that full power that's that was the big reveal for everyone to see okay this is going to be the person to defeat thanos um because she's defeated thanos in the comics before um, i mean multiple people have but she has been the one who take him down before so i think that that full fruition of her powers um is going to be something to be reckoned with come in game and I was excited to see that because I was I was getting a little frustrated throughout the movie that she wasn't really on full blast. I'm like, come on now, yeah. <laughs> get it together. This movie could have been over a long time ago if you just had that full power going. Um, but yeah, but like you said, I knew I expect Jude Law to be the bad guy in every movie I watch. Period. <laughs> so I already knew, but I thought he was going to be Marvel. Um, because, like I said, in the comic books, Marvel is a guy. He's the one that trains her. He's the one that she gets her powers from. So, with the whole blood transfusion thing, and you know, showing them, showing him training her in the beginning, I was like, okay, well, he's definitely Marvel. Um, but I assumed that he was going to be, like you said, a Cree, you know, disguised as Marvel. So that um, him being the bad guy, I was not. Um, I was not 
shocked by that, but the fact that he wasn't Marvel that threw me off. You know, I just knew he was going to be Marvel. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens in Endgame. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's, it, when it dropped, I was like, "Good, we get to talk about it." The new Endgame trailer. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's beautiful. I, I like the, the whole scenes in black and white, but the red is highlighted. Um, mm-hmm. What we what was your reaction to that? Because mine was just I I don't I'm glad that they're not they haven't really shown anything from the movie but a couple of scenes we got now confirmation of them being in those suits um those white suits uh we got to see interaction between Thor and Captain Marvel which I'm really looking forward to but outside of that we've really probably seen a total of maybe five minutes from the movie if you piece together all the new footage which I think is a a great thing that they're doing we still haven't fully seen Thanos either um but what do you think about the trailer um. So my thing about the trailer is how accurate some of the the uh, the guesses that some of the fans have made. The whole deal with the matching suits, the colors were wrong, but yeah. everybody knew they were going to be in matching suits. <laughs> um, we knew that they were purposely hiding Captain Marvel from the trailers that they had re- released previously. But now that she's added in the trailers, we're like, okay, we're going to see some good action. Um, we also got confirmation that Tony made it off that planet. He's back with our folks and they're about to whoop some ass. So I think that was the thing that I was most excited about um, because we know we're going to be losing some people at the end of this movie and everybody was really dead set on it being Tony Stark um, that he was going to die somewhere off on that planet alone. I knew that that just could not be. So I'm excited to see that the team is all back together and they're about to, you know, get together and whoop some Thanos ass. I'm excited to see this. Um, I'm still sad. Cause I don't know every shot that they show of, of cap. I'm like, he looked like he's sad. He's about to go out. I don't he's know. He's gone. He's a gone. I, I my theory has been, he's posted about, you know, this is his last yeah. movie. But I still want to believe it. I'm holding on to hope. <laughs> My theory has been literally since I I finished Infinity War is that it's going to end with either Cap sacrificing himself to trap Thanos somewhere and they're trapped together, him dying. It's going to end in some form of sacrifice from Captain America. And I honestly think there's a Captain America sacrifices himself. Iron Man finally actually retires, settled down, settles down with uh, with Pepper and Captain Marvel is the new leader of the Avengers. That's what I think. Right, right. I think that is going to be the new um, for phase phase four that we're going into. That's what's that's what it's going to be. Captain Marvel is going to be the new team leader. Uh, we're going to be losing Cap. I'm still going to be sad, but I, you know, he can't play the role forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna cry just like I cried when we lost Wolverine. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said, it's going to be a sacrificial move for Cap. Because that's that's just his character. That's what he's going to do. Um, my main concern is who's going to be the new Captain America. Because in the comic books, at the end of the original Civil War, that's when um, Falcon took over as Captain America. And I don't know about you, but I'm just not an Anthony Mackie fan. I really am not a fan of his portrayal of Falcon. And I surely do not want to see him as Captain America. I'm hoping they will go ahead and let Bucky do his Captain America. Yeah, I think he can kill it. Yeah, that's the only one that I want to see. If it ain't Bucky, then just leave Captain America gone because <laughs> I can't not do. I can't do Anthony Anthony Mackie as Cap. I, I loved 
Anthony Mackie in Winter Soldier when he first popped up, but I feel like he's gotten progressively, progressively worse over exactly. the course of the MCU, and that sucks because he's he's a solid actor in certain roles. Like uh, she hate me, I still I love his portrayal in that, or he hate me. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the name of the movie is, but it, it's he has potential. I don't know if they just haven't written anything much with him, but outside of like him and Bucky interacting and, and cracking jokes in Civil War. There hasn't been a scene with Anthony Mackie in any of these movies since that since Winter Soldier that I've just been like, oh yeah, I got, I wouldn't mind them recasting him. I, I hate to say it, but I wouldn't mind them recasting him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> Hopefully, if Cap goes, he goes with them. <laughs> we'll just get somebody else. Bring in Monica. And let her be Spectrum, and let's let's see how she progresses into her Captain Marvel role. That could be a good way to go for um, the next phase. But then we're also going to get our um, Black Widow solo film, so yes. that I'm really, really ready for. Really, yeah. that one is going to be the one for me. I I can't wait to see what they do with that. And there's so much. I mean, we we know a little bit about her backstory, but not much. It's enough gray area there where they can really. I know they're going to do the one film, but I could see them doing one or two films before they bring it up to current time. Uh, just filling right. out stuff that she's done with her and Hawkeye and being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and defecting from Russia. Everything could be it can be great. Um, the last question that I have for you, though, the Fox characters, we know they've now said that they're closing officially on the 20th mm-hmm. of this month. Um, what is the first Fox character that you think comes into the MCU? My personal one is I think we see Reed Richards before we see the full Fantastic Four. Maybe we see Reed Richards working on the quantum realm with with um, Hank Pym or something. And then that kind of feeds into the Fantastic Four movie or in credit scene. But I think Reed Richards is going to be the first one we see. Well, you know, Black Panther started from Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So I can totally see Reed Richards working with Shuri. And then probably bringing in Hank Pym, even um, Tony Stark working on some Quantum Realm stuff, working on some um, uh, everything just together. Um, So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see who they can cast in that role. I know there have been a lot of um, kind of fan wishes. I like the idea of John Krasinski playing uh, Reed Richards. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. So I'm excited for them to do that and get Fantastic Four right. Because that last one they did with um, Michael B. Jordan and some other folks, I don't remember the name. That was was terrible. terrible. That was terrible. I mean, the original Fantastic Four movies, they're all right, you know. Um, But I don't think they're a good fit for what we're currently doing in the MCU. So I'm excited for them to redo those characters. I'm excited to see the possibility of them bringing in some of the X-Men, um, Storm, Rogue, now that we've got Captain Marvel. I know they need to go ahead and try to play put Rogue in there somewhere, you know, how she got her powers. Um, I don't think we need the full X-Men in there. Just a couple of characters here and there that kind of fit into there would mm. be nice. So, but yeah, like you said, I think the first person they need to bring in would definitely be um, Reed. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Unless unless like they end 
one of the end credits with Endgame is like Silver Surfer flying on his board or something, and that's it. I think like as far as a fully formed character, it's going to be Reed Richards. At least I hope. And then I hope they, like you said, with the X Men, just start off with the original five. Mm-hmm. Just give me that. That's all I, I don't. I know people with Wolverine. Let Wolverine rest for a minute because you're never going. Whoever they cast next as Wolverine is going to always be in Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman's shadow. So if they just start off with that core original group of X Men, maybe even set it in the period piece to explain why we haven't seen them, they could do a lot of things, but just focus on those five first, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Just the first five. That makes sense. Um, and get it right. But I don't think they're. Pro- I think they're probably going to steer away from trying to start with the X Men because we still have currently yeah. active in movies, as terrible as some of them are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Just looks terrible. Um, so I think they're going to try to steer away from the whole X Men game and probably bring in, like I said, individual characters that we don't relate them to X Men. We know they're from X Men, but they're going to be kind of on their own characters. Yeah. But uh, like you said, Reed Richards makes the most sense. I mean, he can come in without backstory and us knowing the things that he's working on with the new technology with, like I said, Shuri, Tony Stark, all of them working on some of this new stuff. So that's what I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, that's it. I want to thank you for taking time out and you're coming back for Endgame, which I already said you've been drafted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but well, thank uh, you, guys. Anytime. Tell the people where they can uh they can find and follow you so they can get more comic book knowledge. I am at on Instagram at Tommy Dearest, just like it sounds, T-O-M-M-I-E-D-E-A-R-E-S-T. That's me. All right. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. We'll see you again for Endgame. All right. Bye. <laughs>